He's got something. He's got it. He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Hello everybody, welcome back to the 602 podcast, notoriously known for not coming at you. I'm your host Julian Quintero, as always joined by Kalen Roberts. Kalen, how are you doing today? Man, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little buzzed. Had a few drinks in me already tonight, but we'll see how this goes. So that's going to be very, very interesting because uh, let me let y'all know on a little thing that we're doing. We're trying to alternate weeks when it comes to topics that we want to talk about and everything. As always, we'll give a little bit of a sports overview, but then we're going to talk about things that we find interesting. Last week, I got to talk about Bioshock Infinite. I got to talk a bit of life stories, kind of wholesome and everything at the end. This week... Expect almost nothing like that as we're going to be talking. It's Kalen's week, all right? So, Kalen, what do you have planned for us? Okay, um, so obviously it, it is kind of a sports podcast, so we're going to talk a little bit of sports. Not not too much. And then we'll get into it when we get into it because I don't want to spoil anything for the viewers at home. Just kind of want to have a bit of fun, have you guys listen along with us. Maybe we'll put out some polls on our Twitter or whatnot. But we're just going to hear the vibe. So, All right. Julian, let's start it off. We just had divisional, divisional round week. So we were gifted by four walk-off games, which was oh, quite yeah. incredible. It was, it was very nice all around um, to get to watch these games. Granted, for me, it wasn't ideal. No, um, definitely not. My team ended up losing. It, they did. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Uh, we'll let you gather your thoughts for a hot minute here. So the woes of being a Titans fan. <laughs> so first of all, you had the the Rams beating the Bucks twenty or thirty to twenty seven after a walk off field goal. You had the 49ers beating the Packers thirteen ten after a walk off field goal. Q, we'll give you a, a hot minute here. That's a, that's a new segment here. A hot minute <laughs> where you just get to rant. For a singular minute, and that is it. No more, no less. Okay, <laughs> I will time you, and I have just thought of this on the spot, so I will pull my, my pull up my phone now. All but right. The Bengals did walk off the Titans. Yep. Nineteen, 19 to 16. sixteen. So let me pull up a minute oh, here, and baby. I will stop you as soon as a minute hits. All right. No less. All right. You ready? Sure. So I'm ad lib. <laughs> From this, class. This, this is the ad lib. <laughs> this, this is, is the this ad lib. Practice. All right. All right. Let's Three, see. two, one. Go. So the Bengals uh, beat the Tennessee Titans 19-16. to uh, I, as a Titans fan, can come out and say what a horrid feeling that was, obviously, to lose on a walk-off. The defense was nothing short of exception. We had nine sacks on the Bengals. Absolutely amazing. Tied a postseason record. Still wasn't enough to win, and that's just because the offense couldn't get going. I got to say this right now. We need to fire Todd Downing ASAP. Get that dude out of Nashville, please. Give us anyone else, preferably Tim Kelly, but anyone else. Ryan Tannehill, I love the guy, great dude in the locker room, but he's just he's just not going to be the dude, is it? And that's going to hurt a lot, and that's a sad realization. Bengals played really well. I really hope they're able to knock off the Chiefs, but hey, uh, at this point, who really knows what's going to be coming? But you know what? It's just another year, whereas being a Titans fan is painful, arduous, 
and makes me want to shove about three forks into my eyes and cry until there is no tomorrow. But yeah, that's the uh, that's that segment. That that was that was actually really close. You're like four seconds off. Ah, a minute. fuck. That, that was really close. That Good is for what you. It is at this point. Um, so yeah, obviously pain. Julian is very upset about his Titans loss. It's just, and it's just pain, man. I am too because if they would have made it, I'm probably winning my my bracket pool. But here we are. We can't win everything. Like I didn't win fantasy. Didn't win a lot of things this year. Life has been. Meh, this in 2021 and into 2022, it's been meh. That's all. I don't know. For you, I mean, for me, I'm gonna be honest. 2022 has been pretty solid for me so far, so I'm hoping to keep riding this good wave. Yeah, exactly. That's what we we just gotta focus on the vibes and how how life is trending. But right now, it's been kind of meh for me. So we'll see how how the rest of 2022 shapes up. Caught a vibe, (laughs) baby. You're coming for the ride. Insert music clip. (laughs) <laughs> no music clip, just me vibing. <laughs> Caught a voice. Baby, are you coming for the ride? <laughs> I took my burger. Yeah. I took my burger queen. <laughs> so, burger king. I'm at Burger King with, with my, my burger, burger queen. queen. Can, Can I get I myself get a large fry? fry? She's vegan, please, so don't add no cheese. Honey mustard on the side. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, impromptu that, singing that's your daily dose of that's your weekly dose of Q singing <laughs> on the pod so let's go <laughs> we've already had Q's hot minute we've had Q singing singing let's talk a bit about the last game it finished 42-36 a lot of you listening already know who these teams are it's the Bills and Chiefs playing you already know State. who it is you already know who it is no we really don't who are you, Silent Dope? You kind of gone soft. You kind of gone. Yeah, like, bro. Who are you, Brody? Irrelevant. Yeah, we don't know you anymore. Really, like, we, we haven't heard a song from you in years. Anyways, I think you went to jail, bro. <laughs> For real? I genuinely think yes. Silent. Hold on, let me. Let me All right, this we're, up. we're getting the Google out. Real but quick. I'm almost a hundred percent certain that Silento went to jail. Anyway, I'm almost certain. Silento <laughs> arrested. On February 2nd, 2021, charged with murdering his cousin. <laughs> oh, shit. This no. dude. Okay, but still, this dude has so much time to release another banger. But he if did. If Bobby Schmurda could do it. Why? Oh, bo- wait for Bobby Schmurda. Bobby Schmurda is going to drop another banger. <laughs> ASAP. Like, we Bro, all Silent Toe really told his cousin, Ooh, watch me, watch, watch me. me. And the cousin didn't watch him and he paid the fucking price. Facts, bro. <laughs> That's brutal. No. <laughs> that poor, poor dude. Anyways, let's take it to Arrowhead Stadium. 46-32 final in overtime for the Chiefs. The coin flip that decided this game. The coin flip that arguably decided the AFC Championship winner. We'll see how that plays out this weekend, as in tomorrow for you guys. Um... Julian. So we won't we won't go too much into the game. It was they had like twenty five points in the last minute and fifty four seconds. Um, it was a crazy game. Watched the entire thing. I it was one of the best football games I've ever seen. As Casey Dobson would like to say, it was a football fan's wet dream. She yeah. said that multiple times already. Oh, um, damn well. <laughs> so, Q, I'll, I'll pose this question to you right away. All right. Do the overtime rules need to be changed? Um. It's weird because on one hand, the league is shifting so much to offense, right? You want to see these shootouts go for as long as you can. You want to see these teams four downs, gunning it, 
put it in the end zone, doing what they can. Like, that's what you want to see as an NFL fan. You want to see points get put up on the board. But there is two sides to a football, right? And yes, it can be one on a coin toss. It's sad that they can't respond back entirely. I feel like you can adjust the current rules and still accommodate for the side that's defense. Because if your defense forces a turnover, forces a punt, and then you score on the next drive, it's over, right? You get, your defense came up big, and that's what that is. And so that, that's the side of the game which is getting ignored. If, if, am I allowed to explain real quick my, how I think the rules should end up being? Okay, hold on. We'll get another Q's. Another minute? No, 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 not a minute. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep this as brief as possible. It's not going to be that long. Q's 30 seconds. No, don't put time. It's I. Trust me. What I would do with the current NFL rules is I would keep it relatively the same. Coin flip, drive for the first team. If they score a touchdown, the other team gets a possession to try to score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown on that drive, then it becomes sudden death, where it's next point win. I'm fine with that. Both teams got a chance to answer. Both teams got a chance to defend. I think that's pretty fair. I think that should be the standard, right? So, for example, as well, let's say if Casey's turned it over on the first drive and then Buffalo scores a touchdown, that there it's over because both teams got a chance. One yep. of them answered, the other one didn't. That's fair. But let's say Casey scored on the first drive, as they did, and Buffalo gets the ball back. If Buffalo can't score a touchdown, it's over. Defense clutched it out. But then Buffalo, let's say they score there. Cool, you give it back to Casey. Then it's like, okay, next point win. Then it's like, your defense got to clamp up. Your offense got a chance. And you already got one chance to try to stop them. And you didn't. Yep. I think that's how the rule should be. I would agree with that. But, I mean, it's also the same token, right? Like, you give Patrick Mahomes 13 seconds and your defense can't, defense can't oh, stop him. Oh, the scheming them. on that play was garbage. They, were give, they had three timeouts to do. And they were just leaving the middle of the field open. Yeah. It made no sense. Like, you had to run just like a regular coverage. Force them out. The Force them play outs. You, you got to make sure that they're not getting those big gains. But they did. And that's what ended up costing Buffalo this game. They were up 36-33. Of which, I mean, for the most part, in a lot of games, I would say if you're playing, like, 28 of the other 30, 31 teams in the league, chances are you're going to win that game. But when it comes down to it, if you can't make that stop, then... You're fucked. Yeah, and it sucks that it came to the flip of a coin, but stop them. Like, you have 13 seconds left on the clock. They have three timeouts, sure. But if you allow them five-yard gains for all three of their timeouts, that's still only 15 yards. It only puts them at their 40 yards. That means they have to kick like a 77-yard field goal. regardless. Or a Hail Mary just for the win there, and then there is no OT to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So if Buffalo manages to figure out their coverage there, instead of trying to cover the outside, even though they have the timeouts left, it makes no sense. But I like in a game where it comes down, like it's not like 13 seconds, I, I think the OT rules do need to be changed. Just because, like, exactly how you described them. Give each person one chance to have the ball each time. Yeah. Like, and then if Your they, defense if they... should still be able to get a stop. It's a professional defense. And we've seen it so many times in overtime before. Like, it doesn't get talked about as much. And usually these are the games that don't get complained about when it comes to, oh, the overtime rules are, are messy and everything. It's these type of games where it's like, um, you know, you throw the ball, picked off. Yeah, I mean... No one complains. Why? Because your defense turned it over and then you got another shot. Cool. No one's going to complain there. I mean, it's not It's not like like when... Sorry to pick on the Titans, but Ryan Tannehill, he threw a pick in the line in, yeah. after the two-minute warning, and that's what ended up costing games. Bengals walked it off. But, like, yeah. at the end of the day, make a stop, make one dropped pass, and don't cover the sides. And, you, and we're probably watching a Bills-Bengals. Yeah, we'll be, we'll, we would have been seeing... Uh, 
Ralph Wilson Stadium be filled up in Buffalo with fans jumping through tables. Yeah, they probably would have put a couple tables out in out in the midfield and just watched a couple fans go through in pregame. Do, like. do, okay, do you think that if the Bills went through, that Josh Allen would have had a cel- like a celebratory jump through a table? Josh Allen himself? Yes. No. No. Never. Or is that just the post Super Bowl thing? I think that'd be a post Super Bowl thing. Mm. I don't I, think he would do it. It'd be just be for the sheer fact of. I'm like, gonna be one hundred with you. Risk. If the Buffalo Bills right now ever make a Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and every single man on that 53 roster doesn't post a video of them jumping through a table, they're doing that fan base a disservice. Oh, they definitely are. <laughs> but I, I think like if we're watching Josh Allen take on Joe Burr this weekend, then I don't think that he's jumping through a table just for the injury risk. Oh, just, for sure. Like, that, that wouldn't make any sense on his part. Like we saw, especially in the baseball season, I forget who what who it was. I think it actually no. Um, he got so excited after they won that he was like, or that they were pun. He was punching a wall, and then he broke his hand and wasn't able to play the rest of the series. Like, come on, smart, smarten the fuck up. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you're in the playoffs and you're gonna go punch a wall and then break your hand. Fucking smart. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like there, there's no easier way to put it. Yeah. But like, in this case, sure. Complain about overtime rules because I I agree they aren't the best. Could like, be better. Yeah, they they a hundred percent could be better. But at the end of the day, thirteen seconds—that's not a lot of time. And I understand they had three timeouts, but if you force them to two drops and a catch for ten yards, or even two runs and they get twenty yards, you're still winning this game, Buffalo. Yeah. Like, so I, I understand the frustration because, it, like, in that game, we all wanted to see Josh Allen get the ball in overtime. Yeah. We, all did not like Chiefs fans wanted to see it. Bills fans definitely wanted to see it. Oh, so for sure. It's unfortunate that he didn't get it, but those are the rules. That's what we have to live with. And the defense, they just they had to step up, and they didn't. And that that's why we're going to be watching a Chiefs Bengals, and it's probably going to be divorce week at my brother in law's house. So divorce week. Oh, just for context for anybody listening, my my sister is a Bengals fan, and my brother in law is a Chiefs fan. So. It has been touted as hashtag divorce week. Divorce week. At their house this week in Fort McMurray. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. You gotta, you gotta throw the pizzazz on the on the divorce week. Just divorce, divorce week. week. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you hit him with the pizzazz. So, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But you know, anyways, Q. Let's uh, quick. We'll make one point about each game, and we'll give our not right. score predictions, but we'll just. We'll pick our winners, and we'll give one point as to why they'll win. So, Q, let's start off. 49ers-Rams in at SoFi Stadium, the potential home of Super Bowl. We'll see what happens with that. But who is, who's, winning Super, who's winning the NFC this year? We're, we're going to be seeing a home Super Bowl, in my opinion. I think the Rams are going to get it. My point, the defense against Tom Brady looked impeccable. If yep. I know that the 49ers right now are handling a hot wave and everything— but if this defense was able to contain a guy like Tom Brady, who's always so cool under pressure like that, if they can do that to Jimmy Garoppolo and make Jimmy G make those errors that we've seen him make countless upon countless of times, the 49ers are in trouble, and I really think we're going to be seeing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. I agree. I, I, I have to go Rams on this one. Matthew Stafford has just looked way too good so far through these playoffs to be doubting against him, especially against a 49ers team that has scored, what, one offensive touchdown this entire playoffs, too? 
Something like that. Like hardly any offensive production except for the goals for them. They lucked out against Green Bay, and I have to take the Rams on this one. And so I think we're going to be seeing a home Super Bowl. Um, what so do you think the Bengals Chiefs game is going to turn out? Oh man, I I think it's just going to be Chiefs, and my main reasoning for that is I'm I'm going to give two half points. Okay, so. The Bengals' defense, I don't think that they're ready and able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes in that entire offense. And the inexperience of Joe Burrow, like he's he's been to big games like the National Championship, and he's won. But in my opinion, the NFL is a completely different beast compared to any college game that you ever play. We saw that when Joe Burrow got his knee absolutely fucked like Johnny Sins by fucking... <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even remember who they I were think playing. It was Washington? A, they were playing Washington. Yeah, because yeah, that FedEx field is cursed. But FedEx field is cursed. Um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I'm taking Chiefs. Joe Burrow's inexperience is going to let him down a little bit. And then, as well as Jamar Chase. And then that defense isn't going to be able to keep up with that, that team. Despite them beating them in the regular season, I think that it's just going to be a completely different game because the Chiefs are like, well, we're not going to let that fucking happen again. So yeah. Thank you. You see, that's fair, but I gotta say it. Dan Berlin, Kirsty, any Bengals fans watching, your Messiah is here. Joe Shiesty is going to bring the Bengals back to the Super Bowl. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna ride this wave. I've seen Titans Twitter, all Titans fans. Praying on the Bengals' downfall. I want to see them lose. I want to see them get destroyed by Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to be honest, you know, part of me kind of wanted to feel that way due to jealousy. Feeling like, oh, you know, like I want to see them get beat. But no, I really like this Bengals team. You've heard me talk about them. I really like how they play. They play the Titans to a T. And yes, I know, Henry wasn't to his best, right? Tannehill made a lot of mistakes and everything, but that defense deserves some credit. They were making some great reads, and they were covering A.J. Brown really well. Their coverage was great. They forced some coverage pressure um, onto Ryan Tannehill, making him have to try to get more reads, and quite frankly, Tannehill panicked. I know Mahomes is a very different quarterback. It's an entirely different ballgame. But if this Chiefs defense, they're notoriously known for giving up high-scoring games, and I really do think the Bengals could potentially keep up in a shootout Joe Shiesty literally did it. Joe Burrow literally did it, right? Jamar Chase, absolute beast. You literally give him a three-yard pass and you give him a little space, boom, this guy's gone for 70, right? Along with that, let me put it this way. Jamar Chase was amazing. Obviously, the guy to stop, but in that Titans game, T. Higgins was the man. That guy was amazing. You got to keep an eye on T. Higgins, and, right? And that's the thing, right? That entire wide receiver room is it's amazing. threats. T. That's, Higgins, That's Tyler why I Boyd, think, Jamar I'm going to be honest, so deadly. Kirstie. Kirsty, right? Kirsty. Kirsty. My bad for that. Okay? My apologies for that. But Kirsty, Dan Berlin, any Bengals fan listening, I believe wholeheartedly that your Cincinnati Bengals are going to the 2022 Super Bowl and will be taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Well, we'll see how that went. Uh, our, uh... Weirdly enough, the games that I've said the team expected should win, should win have been... Utterly dog shit. But then the games have been like, you know why I can see an upset here has happened. So, at this point, just off that, expect the 49ers Bengals Super Bowl. No <laughs> it's doubt. the 80s, baby. <laughs> no doubt, eh? Like, fuck. We're back, baby. Back to the 80s. Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll move on from NFL. 
So, what one of my favorite topics to talk about, since it is a bit Ooh. of my week. Ooh. I don't even know what he's going to do, so I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Philosophy. Philosophy. This shit is so fun to me. It's so interesting. It's evolved in our everyday life, even just the simple factor of what am I going to have for breakfast? Philosophy is thinking, right? This is literally so, how I met Kalen. Side yeah, note, this, I literally this, met Kalen through philosophy, so if he wants to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell the story real quick. So, what ended up happening is we were in a we were in our lab for a RTA 104? Uh, Something like that. Audio really production, matter. introduction to audio production. Yeah, Just 103 or 104, I can't remember which one. I think it was 104. Um, Wait. Doesn't matter. I think it, it was 103. It, it, really, it, it really doesn't matter. 10 whatever the fuck. Yeah, 10 whatever the fuck. That's a good number for. So Q and I are there and he, he this motherfucker would always leave his camera on. His, oh, yeah. ca- his camera stayed on the entire class. Bro, I actually I found out I got I I'm, I'm officially recognized throughout the RTA programs as Zoom guy. <laughs> That's accurate, but <laughs> anyways, um and he was talking, I was like, this dude seems like a cool dude. Give me some cool answers. And so I messaged him on Instagram. I'm like, yo, could you like help me out with my uh, my Vox Pop, which was just like a little interview segment we had to do for those who aren't RTA and are listening. Mm. And, I, and he's like, yeah, man, for sure. And so we link up and I, we talk philosophy for like five, five minutes. Sorry. <laughs> And that's about it. And then now we're living together here. <laughs> no, we, and, and, we, got, and the we rest gotta is give history. the answer. We gotta okay, say uh, hold up. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll send the audio clip to Julian, but you can insert audio clip here. Uh, what is philosophy? I don't know. I just think of a big man with a beard who talks a lot of things, and that's about it. I, I don't really fully know <laughs> about philosophy, honestly, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So that is the audio clip that Q gave me for my my little interview segment that I had to do over Zoom with him from fresh from Colombia. This man hadn't even been to Canada yet. So, <laughs> and uh, then what? Um, like a year and a half later, uh, we're living together. So yeah, about a year and a half later, we're in the same apartment, sitting right next to each other. I'm touching his arm right now. <laughs> so here we are. So philosophy brought us together, and philosophy is going to be the third episode. Of the 602 podcast, rebranded from Kags to Riches, which is kind of cool because 602 is a dope-ass name, let's be real. It is. Kags to Riches was also a dope name, but I don't know. We really needed that rebrand, honestly, I think. We did, just to get back into it. Just to get back into it, yeah. We're going to start with Theseus's ship. Oh, fuck. What's this? I'm going to need you to explain what this is. Oh, no, no, of course. Of course, of course. I was just giving the name. So, I mean, some people call it the ship of Theseus. I call it Theseus's ship. It's the same shit. Don't care what you have to say. So, Understandable. This dude had a ship entirely made of wood, and they leave port, um, whatever day, um, August twenty third. They leave port August twenty third, and they come back to that same port after stopping in multiple places and slowly through time repair or like replacing every single part of that ship. So hmm. August twenty third, twenty twenty two, or August twenty third, twenty twenty one. They leave, they leave port in wherever you want to pay. I don't care. Okay. So slowly through that entire trip, I mean, I guess technically they haven't made it back yet, but I don't care. It's the 602 podcast, and they're played by our rules. So here we are. Home team, bitch. They get back on August 23rd, 2022, to that same port after stopping in, let's say, Brazil. Um... 
the Bahamas. Ooh la la. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, why, why are you going to go Brazil? Bahamas, Jacksonville, like that is not. Yeah, I mean, that was that was just the place in Florida that came to mind. Theseus just taken an L by going to Jacksonville. <laughs> that's for fucking sure. Facts. And let's say he stops in New York just that's for shit, to finish that's it off, nice. and he nice. comes back to Port wherever he left. Let's say Halifax. Shout out hometown ish. Um, <laughs> so he gets back. Slowly through this entire year, they've replaced every single piece of this ship. Somehow they have not, like, the, the crew has not left the ship. They have not stepped foot off the ship. Somehow. I don't know. It's philosophy. They come up with these crazy it's ideas. It's God's work. Exactly. It's God's <laughs> work. So they, somehow they do that. Yeah. So now the question is, mm-hmm. so let, let's call the ship he left port on ship A. Okay. So now when he returns to port on August 23rd, 2022, is that still ship A or is it ship B? And why? Is it a new ship, or is it still the same ship? So every single piece of wood on the ship was replaced. Every physical piece of the ship was replaced. The sails, the wood, everything. So first and foremost, where the fuck are they keeping that much wood? We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> wait, wait. That's actually the that's actually the second part. We'll get into that. Okay, in a second, cool. Okay. So I was gonna say, I'm like, where the fuck are you keeping this much wood? You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna have to fix the boat eventually. <laughs> Got enough wood to make a whole nother fucking boat. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So, like, the, like they'll stop in places and they'll get different pieces. But I, you said so, they haven't gone off the boat. Yeah, I, I know. It's a philosophy question. I man. know, just but chill. I'm, just, so, like, I'm just saying, like, it don't make no sense. You know, like, yes, you stop I, in Brazil. I understand that. It makes absolutely Dude, zero sense. Do motherfuckers sense. Let, okay. Let, they, but, yeah. Okay, so let's say they're not holding anything on the ship, but when they stop in the Bahamas, their first stop. People, they, like, come they, here and they wheel yeah, the fucking they go, wood. Hey, yo, dude, grab me... A couple pieces for my bow. A okay. bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, so, yeah, okay, the, the bow of the ship and shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, let's say those those dudes in the Bahamas go, yeah, dog, whatever you say, and they go on. And, and then they, these they, dudes they, can they, replace them without then, ever yeah. taking a foot off the ship. Yeah, and then and then they go to Brazil and same problem. Okay, yeah, let's run with that ship. hypothetical information. Okay, cool, cool. I just need to know because I'm like, that, that is yeah, weird no, as shit. I, I understand, but it, it's philosophy. These dudes are coming up okay. with this shit in the... Like, 100. Motherfuckers out here. Like, how much weed do you think they smoked around that time? I, I don't be know. Be honest what, with me. They, was, they had to be smoking... To smoke weed? I'm sorry. They had to be smoking something. Because there's no way you're sitting in a room full of sober dudes and go, Hey, dog, you know what we can do? Let's say, hypothetically, there's this boat. And this boat comes in, right? And you travel around the world and you never get off the boat. But for some reason, you get a fuck ton of wood place the boat is the boat the same boat or is it a different boat okay hold on here we present some of the earliest directly dated and scientifically verified evidence evidence for rituals motherfuckers had to be smoking something this phytochemical analysis indicates that cannabis plants were burned in wooden braziers during mortuary ceremonies at the oh fuck jerzankel cemetery in the eastern Pamirs region around 500 BC. Okay, so they've been smoking weed for a while. They've been smoking pot for a that, while. That explains a lot. <laughs> like, bro, how much you want to bet? Real, real quick before we continue, could you imagine, like, so, like, BC, we all know is like before Christ, right? Yeah. And then AD is after death. Uh-huh. Could you imagine? It's like the year 200 BC, and you're just like two Roman soldiers, just like, yo. hey, yo, what year is it? 200 BC, man. Uh, what? What's BC? Before Christ? 
who's Christ? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> like, we're, 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 I don't know, we're man. clearly before him. Like, come on. Like, follow the bouncing ball. Or like, if they knew that, yeah. But I, I would like to imagine at the time, it's like, bro, what year is it? And dude would just be like, four. Because they always change the fucking calendar. <laughs> so I'm just like, yo, what year is it? Four. Four? Yeah, Julius Caesar just changed the fucking time again. What a fucking loser. <laughs> like, like, like. So, so anyways. Going back. Is one, they smoked a, a lot of pot. <laughs> two, going back to the question. Uh, is ship that A that left port on August 23rd, 2021, the same ship that returned on August 23rd, 2022, or is it ship B now? For me, there's two answers because if you look well, at... Well, there's two answers for everybody. Obviously, which is uh, technically it's the same ship because, you know, the ship never was fully dismantled. It's the same ship technically as a, in that sense or whatever. However, everything's different. Therefore, it makes it its own ship. Like, I get that's part of the whole theory thing. So what I'm going to say is that is the same ship. That, right? that's, what, that's the answer I usually go with. The reason, the reason why I would say this is because if you put this in modern terms, right now you're thinking of a boat. You're like, oh, fuck. You know. Not everyone has a fucking boat. You know what everyone has? A fucking rundown car they once drove at some point in their life. Right? If you replace every single piece of that car over time, that's still your beat up fucking Toyota Corolla. It's still the same car. Is it technically a different car at some point? Yes. It's technically a different car. Real quick. You know what's super funny? You used to I, drive a Toyota Corolla. No, no, no. I never drove a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> the funniest part is, so I actually just had to do this question for a philosophy class that I'm taking right now. Okay. Um, and so it was just like, my example was, if you... Put a V10 engine in a Toyota Corolla, <laughs> it's still the same fucking Toyota Corolla. Dead ass, I can show you the paper. It might have said Camry, but I, I don't know. But I said if you put a V10 into a Toyota, it's still the same shitty old Toyota you had before, regardless of the engine. It's true. So like, like I said, like by that logic, right, if we're going to modernize the term, right, is every piece different? Yes. But... It's still, because it wasn't all changed at the same time, it's still the same fucking shit. Because, again, you can also run through and say, yes, it is a different ship entirely, but since it wasn't changed at the time, the pieces that, let's say, you change in the Bahamas are not the same pieces that you change when you were in New York. Correct? Like, those are different pieces. But that yeah. is, the pieces you change in the Bahamas are significantly older than the pieces you change in New York. So they're not the same age as those, and they're closer to the age of the original wooden planks that were there. Therefore... There's that whole difference of when is time. You know, that's obviously another part of this whole discussion, I imagine, which is like, at what point does it become a new boat if yeah, you think yeah, it's the... Yeah, exactly. So that's like, uh, if somebody were to say, yeah, I think it's a new ship, it's now ship B. So it's okay. like, at what, what point? point does it change? Yeah. And I'm like, we can especially relate that to the human body, right? Like, if we're talking like, so Q... You're not the same body you were when you were five. Damn right. I'm fat as shit. Like, I'm a big boy. <laughs> Straight up. But, like, so. <laughs> That's that, not the response you were <laughs> expecting, I can tell. No, no, no. But, like, so you're not the same body as you were when you were five years old, right? Like, yeah. you've grown a lot. You've grown out a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, like, trying to think about it that way, it's just, like, Talking about like, oh, if this is a new ship, what about a human? Like, at what point does it become a new person? Because we still have the same mind. And like, I think in Theseus's ship, this problem, this uh, thought experiment, as they're referred to, um, is like, so in a, in our body, 
at what point does like a change become significant enough or at what percentage of change yeah. do we declare that this is new? So anyways, you didn't say that. So you said that it's the same shit. Right? I think it's the same shit. Okay, so Makes let's move on to part two. Okay. So part two is they're changing these pieces and when they change these pieces, they just throw them into the water behind them and keep sailing. <laughs> That's a waste of fucking wood. Right? Okay, but hold on. It's so, such a waste. Bro, be eco-friendly, guys. Remember. Exactly. Be eco-friendly. We got to save our planet. Facts, so, anyways, bro. moving on. So now, let's introduce a third, well, I guess a second. Maybe third ship, depending on your answer. Ship C. Ship C left port the same day as you, just a couple hours behind Oh, I already know where he's going. Fuck. So they're following you, and every time you pick out, you throw out a piece into the ocean, they pick a piece up. Yo, that's and, one scraggly-ass boat. Right? <laughs> right, it is. So anyways, they, they're they following you, and they keep picking up these pieces. Okay. And so at some point, wherever you complete your boat to 100%, where everything is different, Okay. they have 100% of your boat, your old <laughs> boat. So now, are ship A and ship C the same? No. Nah, nah, why? You want to know why? I'm going to put this in modern terms as well. Okay, let's talk about that that V10 Toyota Corolla. Ship ship one. No, no I'm not going to put it even in car. I'm going to put it in human terms, as you said, right? Car number one is you that you've changed. It's nice. You know, it's like, let's put it this way. Number one is you with the girl. You love this girl and everything. In the end, you know, it doesn't work out. You know, you end up throwing it offshore or whatever the fuck, right? So, boat one is, it is what it is. Boat two is sloppy seconds. (laughs) 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 But, no, okay. All jokes aside, though, um, in this sense, um, I I think, again, boat C, the the one behind you, is still the same boat, right? For the same reason that I said. Um... It's still the same beat of boat. You're just swapping out parts. And since it's not all at the same time, it still ends up being the same boat. Now, I would be significantly more concerned if I was on that second boat. Because these pieces, if they were replaced from the first one, are already beat up to hell. How beat up is that ship when it finally gets back to Halifax in this situation? I would imagine pretty beat up. Bro, that, I, I, that's I just besides the point. That, no, this, I think this at this is point, pro- this is at this point pro- it's so scraggly that it's a dude with fucking paddles on the side trying to push the fucking boat on his own. And the rest of the dude's like, hey, man, you know, Jimmy's been at it for like five weeks now. I don't think he can feel his shoulders anymore. Send him off the plank. He can't stroke. He can't <laughs> bro, fucking grow as fast. So, so, call, call his wife, man. He can't stroke it anymore, bro. It's tough. <laughs> Jesus. So, anyways, like, I, I often find, like, get now that we're in this, I find this is the problem with fucking, um, like, thought experiments is people get too worried about the semantics of it like okay. oh now this tri- now this boat is so raggedy why the- why would they pick up these pieces that's not the point yeah. the point is like battling different like philosophy thoughts so like this one specifically is uh, utilitarianism and oh fuck I'm forgetting the other one but it's something else uh, but like this problem has a lot to do with identity right so yeah. In my opinion, I said the same answers as you. That ship A is always going to be same, ship A, ship, and yeah. ship C, B, uh, ship B doesn't exist, and ship C is always the same. Yeah, just because of identity, right? So like, mm-hmm. ship A is always going to have the same name. Yeah. Like, so everybody names their ship, or their boat, or whatever you want to call it. So mm-hmm. it always has a name. Mm-hmm. 
Chipsy is going to have a name that leaves port right behind it regardless. And then they're also going to have the people that don't leave the boat. And now it's going to turn into, like, okay, well, the name and the people on the boat are still the same, but every single part is different, right? Mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, they stay the same, but because those people never leave the boat and it doesn't become a different boat that they actually get on, they're still on the same boat. I don't think that we can reasonably justify, in my opinion, that they're on a different boat just because of the parts replaced. Just like I said with the V10 Corolla. If you put a V10 engine in a Toyota Corolla... That shit's the, still, still, the the same, Toyota Corolla. still the same old shitty Toyota Corolla. It's not like it changes into fucking Lamborghini. Like, yo, yo, you know how cool that would be though if you fucking oh, bro, put a just, V10 engine in a Corolla bro, and it, it becomes a Lambo? Bro, it's just like you wake up one morning, it's just like, hey, yo, whose Lambo is that? And you're just like, oh shit. Oh, that's my Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you bring a friend over and they're like, hey, yo, nice Lambo. And you're like, nah, oh, man, that's a Toyota Corolla. This piece of junk? <laughs> that's a fucking Toyota Corolla. <laughs> nah, bud. All right, all right. So we got through the first one. Yeah. Let's move on to the second one. Let me pull it up on my phone here. So let's get rid of when was weed first smoked. Let's get rid, <laughs> let's get rid of the ship smoked? of Theseus. Yeah, when, 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 let's move on real to... Real questions. Okay. The real philosophical questions. Let's move on to one of the craziest, in my opinion. Oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. Schrodinger's cat. Oh, shit. So... You know, okay, side note, I've heard it get mentioned so many times. Yeah. Right? Everyone, oh, fuck. Greatest theories out there. Schrodinger's cat. Dinger's motherfucking cat. Cat that belongs to Schrodinger. Oh. But I've never actually heard what the fuck this is. Oh, so, really? like, I'm actually curious. What the fuck is Schrodinger's cat? Okay, so... Yeah, you're right. A lot of people make jokes about this, like, oh, this is like a Schrodinger situation, what? I have no clue what the fuck. I'm like, bro, wh- who is Schrodinger and why the fuck y'all fucking with this cat? So, <laughs> like, why y'all do my boy like that? Nobody fucked with Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger fucked with his own cat. Yo, that's fucked up. Come on, Schrodinger, <laughs> do better. Come on, no bestiality allowed. No, 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 animal no, 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 he didn't. He, Shout out. He didn't commit, commit, be, be, holy fuck. He didn't commit bestiality. So, yeah. Schrodinger... Okay. I mean, it's probably annual animal abuse. It definitely yeah, is yeah, no, animal. No abuse. animal cruelty. No animal cruelty. Yeah. That's right. Straight up from the Six Hundred Two podcast. You yeah. heard it here from us. Love your no animal cruelty. We love Lo- animals. Love your animals. Shout out Squidman. Shout out Kitty. Yo yo. Shout out. Shout Ducky. out. Shout out Jules, which is Annika's cat. Not cat dog. My bad. Fuck. Shout out Esty because my parents told me I can't get a dog once because I got a brother. So shout out Esty. Yo, Shout out that's SD. my dog. We, we, we love that's SD. my dog. We, we love SD on this spot. He's our dog. D-A-W-G. He is our dog. So, Schrodinger's cat goes a little something like this. Yeah. Schrodinger has a cat. Oh, shit. I could never fucking notice. Right? Wow. He's a cat. So, he puts it in a box. Okay. He buries the box. Damn. So, now. This man buried a cat alive. Nobody has ever opened this box. Oh. Is the cat alive? Not not thinking in terms of reality. Thinking of in terms of what do we know? Is the cat alive? So we only know that... We only know that Schrodinger... sick motherfucker. Yeah, we only know that this sick motherfucker, Schrodinger, had a cat. He put it in a box. He buried it. We don't is, know is, time. We don't know... We don't know time. We don't know anything. Is this cat alive? What the fuck? Right? That's weird as shit. Um, yes. 
I think this cat's dead, bro. You think this cat's dead? Or what the fuck is the cat gonna eat the fucking box? Yeah, it, it, exactly. You're going about this too too literally. I know, but still, like, it, like, how do you not call it this literally? It's a motherfucking cat in a box. There's nothing in the motherfucking box. Of course, granted, I don't know. Maybe this motherfucker put a whole ass all-you-can-eat buffet in the motherfucking box, right? But logically, in my opinion, this cat should not be alive. Should be dead. Okay, why? I, bro, I, I just feel like if you're going to bury something, by the time people find it, like, they're going to be dead. My opinion. Okay, okay, so fair. But, like, the whole problem of this and going into it is, like, it, have you heard the saying, like, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it really fall? So you're saying if you bury a cat in the ground, is it really dead? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is what the whole problem goes like, right? Because it's just like, how do you know? Yo, you, you don't. How like, many cats if, have if, you buried? I have not buried a single cat in my life. No animal cruelty. We've mentioned that no once. We will, cruelty, keep, we will keep on mentioning it throughout this problem. Yeah. But Peter, so, don't cancel us. We're just broke university students, man. Please. So, I can't handle a lawsuit. <laughs> no, we, we definitely cannot handle a lawsuit. I don't even have a suit to I, put I, on at the fucking court. I can house, hardly please. handle my rent. So, please. We're um, broke, man. So, but yeah, so the whole the whole thing about this one is just like, if we don't open the box, we don't know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Insert clip. I guess we'll never know. But it's, yeah, so that, that's the whole interesting thing about this one is just like, nobody's opened the box, nobody knows, so it's just like, is the cat dead or alive? We don't know. Hmm. Regardless of how long it's been, because I mean like... Sure, you don't give him anything to eat or drink, whatever. Like, that, that's besides the point. Let's say this cat had food and water to drink. Well, let's suppose that in this box he had everything he needed to live. Mm-hmm. Is he dead or alive? If he had everything he needed to live. Yeah. Let's say he had food and he had water. He had a litter box. It was quite a large box, let's say. He had some holes poked in for air. Bro, bro, out here, they're feeding him the Beyond Chicken KFC Fried Chicken. If that's the case, nothing's surviving that, bro. I can tell you that. Uh, nah, okay, so let's say it has enough food for it, has enough water, it has a little box, you can take care of yourself. Um, I'm still going to go with the answer that it's dead. I, I would operate on the... Because, again, um, like, again, approaching it so logically or whatever the hell. There is uh, the whole aspect of oxygen. And yes, b- before you say, let's say this this fucking box has its own oxygen, motherfucker. You know it does? <laughs> it has a thing where it's like, we produce air. And it's just like in that box, you know, let's say that example. Um, regardless of the box and everything like that, uh, the cat will still be driven to insanity with the fact that it's not surrounded by other people. It's not surrounded let's say, by other cats. It's not surrounded by different things of that aspect. Correct. And over time, the cat's going to drive itself insane, right? It very, obviously, we humanize those problems a lot, but I feel like obviously this can be applicable to animals as well, despite it not having as much research or anything of that sort, correct? So I feel that eventually this cat, due to confinement and everything, is going to snap and it's going to be dead because it's just not going to be able to continue in this reality, even if it has sufficient food, sufficient air, sufficient like ways to take a shit like i just think that the fact that it's by itself is going to off it fair but like the yeah so we won't go too much more into this one just because like 
it, it's a paradox, right? Like it's we, a paradox. we don't know if you this cat's know. alive. We don't know if this cat's dead. We don't we don't know anything, right? And so that's yeah, why people are just like, like this box could have been mar- buried twenty years. This box could have been buried twenty minutes ago. Yep, you don't know that. Yeah, I get that. So we'll move on. Now we have the cow in the field. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it with you and animal cruelty today, man? <laughs> no, no, no. This, this oh, isn't animal cruelty. Animal cruelty. Yo, yo, yo. No yeah. more animal third, cruelty. Stop third, that third shit. Third mention. Third mention. No more and that'll cruelty. be our final mention because this one has nothing to do with animal cruelty. Okay, because you're the cow in a field. I'm like, why are you bringing up all these animals, bro? What the cow just want to vibe? So, this problem is, um, all right, was was created by Edmund Gettier, an American philosopher who was born in 1927. Nice. Um, so to illustrate. This philosophical thought, Gettier came up with a thought, a thought experiment famously known as the cow in the field. Mm-hmm. So it goes a little something like this. Let's hear it. A farmer sees that his cow is missing, and oh, he's no. fretting. The mailman comes up and assures him that his cow is just in, in the next field over. The farmer wants to be sure, so he goes out and sees a familiar black and white splotch in the nearby field. He returns and says, yes. Now He now believes the cow is in the field. When the mailman passes back along that field, though... He realizes that the farmer couldn't have seen the cow. Yes, the cow was in the field, but it was hidden in a small grouping of trees. What the farmer actually saw was a piece of paper clinging to the outside of the trees that is splotched with black paint. Can he say with reasonable doubt that he knows his cow is in the field? The farmer. Can the farmer say that he knows his cow is in the field? No. Why not? He saw the cow. I would hit him with the prove it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but like he he goes, he looks, he sees a black and white splotch. He's he's like, oh, that's my cow. Hmm. With I, no further knowledge. Yeah. Can the farmer say that he saw his cow and knows his far his cow is in the field? The farmer can like okay. Let me put it this way. The in my opinion, the farmer can say that he saw the cow. He can say all that, but he won't know for certain unless he actually goes to the field to see. Oh, in you're my, bringing up another point that I want to talk about. Okay, but like in my opinion, if you see something in a distance, right? If I see Kalen Roberts on the street corner over there, let's say, you know, he's on the street corner, he's, let's say... I'm at Hooker Harvey's. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I want to make it like a distance. Let's say this because it's a distance. Let's say it's like, what, 300 meters, right? For example, let's give that, that's a nice reasonable thing. If I see that, all I see is a splotch of white Canadian man, right? All I see is that... Um, can I say for certainty that that's Kalen? I can't say, I can say, yes, I see Kalen, right? But I won't know for certain unless I'm standing a lot closer to him and I can make sure, okay, you know, he has his defining features, he has his nice eyes, he has his mullet, like that's Kalen, right? Like you can make sure that's Kalen, correct? Like that's when I can say, cause I can, I can make out those features, right? But if you're at a certain distance away, regardless on how well I know you, how close we are, or anything of that sort, I can't be 100% certain. Like, I can say, yes, that's Kalen. But I'm operating on a hunch. For all I know, that's not Kalen. That's Kaglin, your fucking evil twin that's here to fucking stab me through the chest because, oh, you're paying rent. Blah! And it's over. I, I, I would probably kill my evil twin if he was like, ah, he's paying rent. Fuck. And then yeah. oh, I have to pay double rent. Like, fuck you, evil twin. Yeah, because he's evil. He's, he's trying to fuck with you. Nah, but what I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't know... For a fact, right? So yes, I feel like, for example, the the farmer himself, he would be like, yeah, that's my cow. He'd be confident like in being able to say that. His wife asks him, dear, dear, is the cow in the field? Dear, is the is the cow in the field? Well, of course, honey, there's the cow. You can see it. Like, are you sure, dear? Are you sure it's a cow? Yes, I'm sure. Like, the guy can answer with certainty. Like, he can, of course, answer it that way. 
but he will know subconsciously, like, I don't actually fucking know until I go out to the field and see the cow. So that's my, my take on it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've often answered the same way in my philosophy class. It's just like, no, like, he can't say for certain. I mean, but let, let's talk about certain a little. I'll put my, my problems away because I have one more, arguably the most famous thought experiment ever out there. Um, but let's talk about certainty a bit. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on certainty? Yeah. What about it? In general. Bro, you know what they say. For those of you who know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. <laughs> okay, okay. So, specifically, let's talk about 100% certainty. Okay. In life, in general, in any situation, can you ever... Be a hundred, one hundred fully percent certain about anything. Can let, I? Let, let's say, I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say, so the other day you actually made your bed frame, right? Yes. So. Yay! <laughs> yay, Julian. It, he, made, hey, uh, he finally made his bed frame just after so, four fucking months. So, mom, because um, you listen to this, let me, let me come out here and apologize to my mother. <laughs> Because uh, for the past about four months, five months, I've been telling my mom, my mom would message me, you still haven't sent me a photo of your room. And I would always respond, oh, I'm sorry, it's just really messy. I don't feel comfortable sending a photo. Then clean up the room. I will. You know, I'm just kind of going through some shit. I'm working on stuff. It is what it is. And like to an extent, like, yeah, that's what was happening. But in reality, like this is a sign up from all the philosophy things and everything. I was going through a pretty tough time mentally, obviously, adjusting to moving to a new country, a new world, a new life. You know? Real quick, the- hashtag Bell, let's actually fucking do something instead of let's talk. Because that's some bullshit right Facts. there. But we won't get into it. Let's continue yeah. with your story. So, uh, what ended up happening was, like, obviously I was going through some shit. But what makes it funny was when I got here, my bed frame ended up arriving, like, almost a month after my, uh, my mattress. Right. So at that point, I was already sleeping on a mattress on the fucking ground, right? Um, but I was, I was, you know, I was just in university. I was meeting new people. I was trying to figure out where I was socially, trying to figure out what I was doing mentally, and I was trying to figure out uh, myself, you know, like that that aspect. So this is obviously a very different turn in this aspect, but it's to give my mom context that I didn't build a bed frame for four months because I ended up going, you know what, Julian, when you're feeling better. When you feel like you finally have some certainty of direction in your life, when you feel like you know you know what you want to do, you have found the people you want to surround yourself with, you feel comfortable, you feel good, you're going through that nice time in your life, you will build that goddamn bed frame. And mom, uh, after this episode goes live and everything, I will send you a picture of my room finally because um, it's so you can know that I'm finally in a better place mentally. I've had, again, and there's so many people I want to thank, and I will thank them by name. So, Kaylin, Colin, Nick, Annika, uh, Sam, Ethan, the whole gang. You know what I mean? Like, well, so many people. You guys have been amazing. You guys have been supportive of me, and uh, that's really helped me out. So, Mom, you're going to be getting a picture of my room for the first time because I finally built my bed frame, and it's so you know that I am finally doing well mentally. So, 
Yeah, bed frame. That's that's the context of the whole bed frame thing. Shout out Julian's mom. Shout out we mom. love you on this pod. Shout love. out Julian's entire family. We love all of you on this pod. Dang, yeah, love y'all. That's I think on. you guys are like 18% of our viewers. So we will <laughs> probably we will take that because I'll, I'll, I was scrolling through our, our anchor page and I was looking, I was like, okay, like 78% Canadian and Makes then sense. like. 22% Colombian. I'm like, I'm, I guess... 1% German. I, I guess that adds up to 100 already. And then it's like 2% German. I'm like, hey, yo, who the, who the, the fuck in Germany, Germany is listening to these yo, two if you, idiots? Yo, if you're out in Germany listening yeah. to us... Shout out to those bozos in Germany actually listening to us. Because, like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but thank you. We really do appreciate Respect. it. Respect. So, anyways, let's get back onto the topic of certainty. Yeah, so certainty. You finally like built your bed frame. Yeah. Let's say you leave the house... And somebody asks you, hey, yo, Julian, did you build your bed frame? What, what would you say? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Then uh, that's what any reasonable person would say. Yeah. But can you be 100% certain that you built your bed frame? Bro. <laughs> yes. How? I built it myself. Okay. But aren't there some factors like that? Like what? Okay. Well, let's say that when you built your, when you were, Built your bed frame. I'm doing this with air quotes to, to try and mess with them. So let's say that when you built your bed frame, okay. you were on acid. <laughs> and you didn't Mom, actually build... Mom, I wasn't build, on acid. No, he wasn't on acid. I, I promise. I, I mean, I'm 99.9% sure. No, no, you're 100% sure. Fuck no, I, I'm never 100% sure of anything, in my opinion. Um, so you build your bed frame. You're like, yeah, I built my bed frame. But saying that with 100% certainty, isn't there always... Like point zero 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 one percent chance that you didn't actually build your bed frame. Man. Like what, what? What if you were hallucinating? What if you were dreaming? What if Fuck. you were? What if like like the Matrix? What if we're actually just brains in oh. vats and we're not actually human oh. beings? How do you like you didn't actually build your bed frame? This idea in your mind that's giving you stimulus from the your brain in a vat is giving you the stimulus that you built your bed frame. So can you be 100% certain about anything in life? Um, so by that logic, obviously, the answer would be no, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be 100% certain. There's always a tiny, even if it's like nearly impossible. We've seen it in sports. Teams are 99.9%. 13 .9%. seconds. Exactly. Like you're, you can be certain as hell. Like, you, like, like I remember when that was happening. I saw, because I was out in the waterfront. I wasn't watching the game. I messaged Kalen. All right, I guess we'll be seeing Buffalo in the championship game. And and what did I say to you? Um, so my phone <laughs> died like right after he said this. So I didn't really get to see the score until like I got home, right? And that's when the the Chiefs ended up winning. But like the last thing my phone saw before it died on me on my walk was a message from Kalen that said, "I don't know, man." Mahomes has 13 seconds, and then my phone I, I actually said Mahomes still has 8 seconds, because that's what it was yeah. on the clock. It was when they just made that one pass and took their time out. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. Mahomes still has 8 seconds. Bro, and, like, and look, look at that. So, yeah, obviously, like statistically, you can't be 100% certain, right? But I'm going to counter more so with uh, my personal life again, which is the whole concept of manifestation, in a sense. Or being confident in something. Because usually in my life, I've been Debbie Downer. 2022, I promised myself, you know what, Julian? You're going to approach things in a positive light. You're going to, you know, like, yo, I want, I want to talk to this person. I want them to like me. 
And like, yeah, you can't be 100% certain that someone likes you. I know that for a fact. But like, I, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to believe that they do, right? And I operate in faith. Obviously, then this opens up the whole world, let's say, of uh, religion or, you know, what's it called? Ignorance is bliss because you don't know. But part of that is the certainty of not knowing that makes it known. If you yep. know what I'm talking about. No, so, I understand. The way that I am as a person myself, I'm trying to be more positive in life. Um, for example, I don't believe in any individual like institutionalized religion or anything like that. I do believe there is a God. Do I think any religion comes close? Fuck no. I just think there's a, there, there is something out there, right? Like, that, and, that's agnostic. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But what I'm saying is like the point is the way that I operate in life and how I am as a person is – um, if something's going poorly or anything, try to think positive, try to be affirmative of what you want or what you want to believe. And yes, there is a very small chance of that 99.9% that I didn't build my bed frame. But if I fucking ignore it and I just believe that I built my bed frame, I built my bed frame. Yeah. Right. And that's, again, again, this can go back to the whole actual cow. Did the farmer actually see it? I'm like, well, in that case, you wouldn't be so certain because it's like you can see it in that sense. But I get where you're coming from in that sense because then, you know, the farmer, like he can just straight up go, yeah, I saw it. And like I, I mentioned it. He can be certain of it. And like maybe part of him back in the head. Like for me, I'm friends with someone. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really good friends with Kalen. And I'll operate entirely on the notion of like just, you know, Kalen, he's a great friend of mine. He's there for me. He's there for me. He's a great friend of mine. And, like, I love him to death, right? Like, I'll do that. There's always a very small simmer of hope where I'm, like, I'll be sleeping. And next thing I know, there's a fucking knife at my throat um, asking for all the money in my bank account, right? And it goes both ways. You know what I mean? It's like, a smart idea. <laughs> there's no locks on the door. <laughs> like, the, technically, it's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Q, give me all the fucking money in your <laughs> bank account. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, like... But obviously, like, even though that is a very real possibility and it is a sliver of the possibility. Maybe I'll do that just to scare the shit out of you tonight. You won't, bro. Bet. Bet. Um, What I'm saying is, uh, even though that is a possibility, I operate on the faith that that isn't, right? And I'm just, like, fully pushing. So, in the end, I will always know that there is a possibility of, let's say, Kayla not being my friend. Or of, let's say, Esty not being my real brother, hypothetically, right? But... For me, despite that 100% certainty not being possible on paper, if you operate in good faith and goodwill, like I said, the farmer on paper doesn't know that his cow is out there. He will never know for certainty unless he goes out and sees himself. And maybe even then he's hallucinating. You never know. But if you're operating on good faith and he's like, that's my fucking cow. I saw my cow. Boom. And you believe yourself there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how certain or not is in the percentages of life if something is swaying your way or not it doesn't matter if you see life through your own lens that's how you will be seeing it even if it is the truth or not or how certain it is or not it doesn't matter in my opinion that's just the truth yeah i i mean that's a lot of thing like a lot of people like oh you can never be 100 percent certain but then, then like it comes down to the point of like in your life you'll be like to the best of my knowledge and every, th- every reasonable aspect in my life that I have, I am 100% certain of this. Yeah. So, like, for myself, I could never say fully that I have uh, – I'm 100% – I'm living in Toronto even though I'm sitting downtown right now. I would say that to every point in my body, every reasonable doubt that I have suggests that I am 100% in Toronto right now. And, and that's the big difference, right? It's like – 
you, like saying you're 100% certain means that there's absolutely no room for failure. It's like nothing can happen. Yeah. But saying that you're nine is saying that like to everything of my knowledge and whatnot mm. and all that fucking bullshit that people say, I can say that I'm 100% right now in Toronto if we're going through like that. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our last thought experiment. Oh boy. Arguably the most famous that a lot of people know. Schrodinger's cat is up there. This one is right up there with it. The trolley problem. Oh, shit. There we go. Ah, fuck. So, for everybody out there, I'm assuming you've already heard it. I've heard this I think I actually asked you about this, maybe. I think you did, yes. But I I know for a fact, even before you asked me, I've heard of this one. Yep. So, the trolley problem goes a little like this. There's a train steamrolling for this set of tracks. On the tracks that it's headed for... It'll run over five people that are tied to the tracks and can't move. On the other track, it is a singular person tied to the track. You're standing there. Let's say you're in a clear box to eliminate any other factors of running and untying people and whatnot and all the other bullshit people want to go through. And you're at the lever to determine where this train goes. Mm -hmm. Do you pull the lever to set the train off its original route and kill this one person to save the life of five. So do I kill... See, again, this the thing is, I think you're telling this wrong. Because if you're emotionally detached from the situation, a logical person will kill the one person for the five people. Correct? Okay. Now, the way that I've heard the trolley problem is a bit different. Right? Oh, you're going to talk about the person on the bridge. Okay, we'll wait for that. What? That's part no, two. No, no, I'm talking about the trolley problem because you said it's one either one person tied up or five people tied up, correct? Which way are, are you going to have them go on the route with one person and kill that one person and save five? Or are you going to kill those five people and save that one person? The way that I've heard the trolley problem is because they told me if you put it in that logical of a term, any person that is a decent human being <laughs> is, is going to kill that one person to save five. That's R- not true. I've heard a lot of people that said that it really, was just... Like leave. random yeah. people. One well, random person like, for five random people. That's why I'm saying. If like, Let me put it this way. If it's one random person versus five random people, I've never met these people in my life, none of them, I will pick to kill that one person over the five. However, if that one person is someone near and dear to my heart... That's also more... Five that, people, I, I was getting into that. So okay. let, let, let's, let's move on. So okay. you have five random people, one random person. If they're all random, I'm killing the one person. I'm saving the five. Okay. So just to like move on from my point a little bit more there so like i in my high school philosophy class we did this problem it was like one of the very first classes we did and so it was just like i figured that everybody would move to the side of the classroom because like you know that thing where you did it was just like oh move to this side of the classroom stand on the left hand side yeah yeah, exactly and so we were doing that and then i was like oh okay everybody's gonna stand on this side this makes the most sense surely and then what i said right yeah surely and then a majority of the class was there. I'd say probably about 70, 75% of the class was over there. But then that other person, that other side of the classroom was just like, I don't want to quote unquote, I believe they said something along the lines of play God. I don't want to be, I don't want to determine that. And they would go and say, if I do nothing and let the train run its route, I'm not killing anybody. But if I pull that lever, I'm actively doing something to kill somebody. So then that moves into the problem of the man on the bridge. 
So this is the same same scenario. So okay. you're up on a bridge with a fat person. That that's how that's how the, that's how the problem goes. Damn. You're up on the bridge with this fat person. And so there are five people tied to the tracks. This time there's no lever. It's straight tracks and this train is a runaway train. And there's only one way to stop it. You push this fat guy off the bridge. Yeah. Do you do it? Do, do you push this guy off the bridge to save those five people? Again, because I have no emotional attachment to any of these people, I go, look, man, much love to you, but you got to go. <laughs> really? I'd push the fat guy off a bridge if it meant saving five people. Really? Yeah. I would not. Really? I, I couldn't bring, just because, like, so I feel like it comes down to the difference of, like, actively versus passively killing somebody. So, like, the passive version would be pulling whoever, saving those five people, killing that one person. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but you, you, it comes out with the greater good. Mm-hmm. But then when you're up on the bridge with somebody, and it's a random person you've never met, five random people that you've never met, actively pushing that guy off the bridge is, like, full-on committing murder. murder. Like, and myself going through that whole situation in my head. I don't think that with, without any reasonable doubt in my mind, I don't think that I could ever push that guy just because of the blood on my hands and whatnot. And I understand it'd be for the greater good, but it comes down to the point of, can you actually get up there and push this guy? Because I myself, I could not. I think I could. And the reason why is, yeah, you've, I've, I've spoken a bit about my life experiences so far and everything, so... Um, for me, my, not, I wouldn't say my favorite because I hate talking about this, but two examples that come to mind for me, this is about to get very grim. So I'll put a trigger warning at the start of the episode or anything like that. But, um, one is my high school friend and mentor, uh, Jaime, call him Fixer Man, may he rest in peace. And another example is the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. And the reason why is because both these stories have heroes in my eyes. And that is Jaime, he died because he got hit by a taxi. Um, a taxi that was, you know, speeding, ran a red light. It hit him, it killed him. But that taxi was supposed to hit the person he was walking with that day. He was a friend of his. And he pushed him out of the way. Granted, to take the force himself, right? So obviously he would die in that situation. That's not the case here. Correct? And in both cases, it's people that would put themselves in a situation to to die for other people. And granted, I, I want to thank everything on this planet that I've never had to be in a situation like that. Right? But there's been times, let's say at parties, where I have actively had to step in between people. And like, I, I could have sat on the side and seen a dude get his ass beat. No harm, no foul. Right? But for me, psychologically, I can't really stand, like, if I'm willingly seeing something, right, a part of me can't just stand on the side and see it happen. You know, a, a part of I can't do that. Like, how I am as a person. And there's been times in parties where I'll, I'll intervene, right? There, there's once a point uh, at a party that it was, it was, funnily enough, this fat guy, <laughs> right? And he was, he was fucking, like, like angry with this other dude and he was being a whole asshole about it. 
So it was either going to be a fight of this one fat kid, and he'd fight people, or I would shove him and then take his attention away and save those five people. I would I do myself in this case because if you push the fat kid off a bridge, you're the one going to jail, right? On paper, you're the one who committed murder. You go to jail, right? That's technically how it would be, so to say. In this situation, I shove this dude. I'm the one that's going to get my ass beat instead of these five people. For me, is how I am as a person. That's how I would approach life, right? Um, you can call it low self-esteem. You can call it uh, like a lot of problems with yourself. But the way that I see it is. I value the majority as a whole. In a logical sense, I approach. And there's been many times in my life, that's what I've done. I remember once in, uh, what's it called? When I was younger, I walked by a group of boys. It was what, like six dudes. And they were plotting on attacking my brother. They were talking like, we're going we're gonna to attack SD. SD is this dude. He's a fucking asshole. He's this, he's that. And I overheard them. I could have literally just played stupid. Let him beat my brother been angry afterwards. Instead, I go up to them and I go, oh, if, if, if any of y'all lay a fucking finger on my brother, you're gonna have a fucking problem with me. They're fucking like five kids, five, six kids than me, right? And I, I granted, it scared the shit out of them because I was so much bigger than them at the time, right? And they didn't. But like on paper, that is what that is. You push this aside to save yourself. It's for the greater good, you know? And that's why I say, like, for myself, I really do believe that if I ever end up in that situation, hopefully, I never end up in that situation, right? Fingers crossed. Um, I don't think that how I am as a person, I don't think I could live with passive guilt of I could have done something. Because that's a majority of people, right? If I pushed one guy, killed that one guy, and say I'm in jail... Because that is murder, let's say that is what? Uh, 15 to 20 with parole, for example, right? In that time, I'm in jail. I can obviously feel guilty. Fuck, why the fuck did I kill that guy? But I'll be able to reassure myself. There's five people out there living really good life. Again, this goes back to the certain things. You don't know how they're living their life. But I can, I can, because I don't know them, I can live in my head, I can dream. I'm like... Okay, that one woman, now she has a family and two kids. Those kids are doing good in school. Life is good. This guy went on to become a successful lawyer. That guy I see on the TV, that was him on the tracks. You know, like that's, that's him, you know? I can convince myself I did the better thing for the greater good. I helped more people out. But if I don't push this fat guy, I don't go to jail, okay? This fat guy's alive, but those five people die. The same, the same certainty will creep into my head and cause that passive guilt while I'll be sitting in my house, you know. My life's good. Not say, you know. I make it onto TV. I'm a sports broadcaster and everything. And this is where survivor's guilt is one of the major points that you can talk about. I'd be sitting in my house and be like, fuck. You know, that one woman, she could have had a family. She could have had two beautiful children that are doing good in school right now and being in a happy marriage. That guy, you know, he was, he was in a suit. Who knows? Maybe he could have been a hotshot lawyer in life. He'd be doing amazing. You'd see his face on the billboard. Fuck, that, that, that old dude, he could be president. <laughs> like, for me, I could not live... Like, again, it comes down to the greater good. And just based off my life experiences that I've had, I'd, I'm being more at peace with myself about making that greater good decision than I am for the decision for myself. Because, like I said, in this scenario, I'd go to jail for killing this one guy. But I saved five. My head, that's the greater good. It's fine. 
I would not be able to live if I was living the rest of my days happily and everything, but I know that I could have done something to save five people, even if it meant killing one. So that's just my scenario on that. Yeah. Uh, and, like, a lot of people think that, like, honestly... It's fight or flight. Yeah. When we're talking about it, I think, like, honestly, a lot of people, I think it'd be close to 50-50 at that situation. That's true. I think a good majority of people would pull that I, lever, but then at least a 50-50 split of people that would push the guy. Yeah. If not even less than 50-50 of people that would push that guy off that bridge to save those five the, people. The reason why, though, the, like, in the point that you raise is, is just that. It, it comes down to fight or flight, right? I think it comes down to how you are as fight or flight. Are you a fight person or are you a flight person? I, I, I mean, to be fair, like... When it comes to fight or flight, I I, I know I think that I'm a I would be a fighter, no 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 and like I said at that point both of us I would say are fighters but we're very very different types of fighters right because you're more of the guy like let's say a literal fight instead of running away from a fight in that scenario I'd rather not actually fight someone in that scenario if I can avoid it correct right like we I know this but like as you said in this scenario for you you're actively killing someone that's enough on your head. In a sense, that's kind of flight. You're not going to do anything. No, Other people is. died. It is what it is. That's flight mentality in, in this scenario, right? For me, I, I would push to do because like, I, I, I honestly feel like I would. And it comes down to, it's not, for, for anyone out there who's like, oh, it's because you have to be man enough. It's not, if you're man enough, it's not this, it's not that. It's none of that. It just comes down to the simple fact of how you are wired mentally, right? And there's just some people where it's like, I could not live by... Me actively killing this one dude, I could not live with actively killing this one guy. That's that's Kalen's mentality, and it's totally valid because it makes so much sense. It really does. But on the flip side, what I'm saying also makes a lot of sense, which is like I could not live with the guilt of saying I could have done something to save those five people. It goes both ways. Oh, it 100% does. It really and does. Like that. That's why these are all thought experiments, and hopefully none of us ever get. I hope put none into of you listening situation. ever have to end up having to push a fat guy off. I hope nobody ever has to go into that situation. Please, hopefully no one has to. And I mean, there are the very minute amount of people that'll go. Yeah, I drift the train. How, M- motherfucker? <laughs> explain to me. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, but it, it's... It was no, I'm not, like, about, I'm not talking about you. I'm saying, like, those people that be like, yeah, you know, I drove the train. No, I, I, I think, like, because, like, it'd just be, like, jokingly among, amongst my friends. Yo, like, yeah, we drift the train. Just kind of, like, joking. You, you want to know how I would respond to that? If someone's like, yo, I drift the train. You know what I would say? I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking go in. I wanna if you know, because this is in Tokyo. Insert audio clip. Fast and furious. <laughs> and I, I think that... I'm not even going to insert an audio clip. I'm just going to leave my shitty singing there. <laughs> I, I, I think that is a great point to end the video at, or not video, the podcast. The podcast. Um, sorry to all of you. I would like to apologize that we haven't had video these episodes and likely for this season. We won't have video just because it's been a bit of a difficulty trying to get yeah. it going. We're going we to have to get a video we, camera and yeah. try to record so you guys can see our magnificent faces. And, and this we'll beautiful to... mullet that I have. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, we'll see how it ends up turning out moving forward. But yeah, we, we've tried a couple different strategies. My camera's being stupid. My phone won't record for that long and it's been a little bit of a difficulty, but we're working tough. on it. We're, we're trying our it. best to try and get this up and going, especially on YouTube. You might see maybe, maybe some gaming up on the YouTubes. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see what we can get rolling. Maybe some 2k, maybe some chill. Teaching the Colombian to play chill and getting him to do different moves would be kind of fun. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. But guys, for those of you listening at home, as always... Well, what about the people you. listening like in their car? Well, 
you know, some people live in their cars. So Fuck those guys. For those people at home, <laughs> but we for, love no, no, no. you. For everyone, for everyone out there, if you're listening, supporting this podcast, whether you're in Canada, the U.S., Colombia, Germany, you can be in Fiji. It doesn't matter. Shout where out you Germany, are. real quick again. For real, shout, shout out, out those, Germany. Like, we we, had, we like, love you guys. Like how, why, and how are it not how, but like why are you it. listening to this? Like we don't expect that. Like, but yeah. that's crazy, man. On a serious note, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, we're gonna try to keep cranking out this content for you guys. You know, and if you have anything you you might want us to discuss or anything, yeah. be sure to shoot us a message um, to our socials or anything like that. We'll be sure to I'll be sure to try to put them into the Spotify like thing. Have there like this is our Instagram, this is our um, Twitter, things of the sort. And if you want, you can reach out to us, drop any questions, any philosophical yeah. shits you want to ask, any any questions about life, any life stories you might want us to try to talk about or anything of that's the sort. Be sure to reach out. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Julian Quintero. He's Kalen Roberts. And I wish you a great night. Peace out.